0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Southern Miss Black Ops. Okay, legend,
1: Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good.
0: Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shamlop. But the reality is...
1: They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself
2: every night. Look, for all you listen, today, I'm not an idiot.
0: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... BetUS here with your break from the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports bettors and BetUS has your NCAA betting lines up now. Bet on the up, bet on the upcoming games in the Sweet 16, the final four and more. Right at BetUS.com. Log in to BetUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now. So the Miss Black Ops Tuggate Legend Jason Bailey.
3: Greetings and salutations, fellas. Fantastic weekend. Looks like we've just about made it through this uh, through all this weather we got here. So, fingers crossed. I think
0: they this last park. I think Hattiesburg was like right in the gap. Like we missed like some bad stuff to the north and to the south.
3: So. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely uh you know yesterday it wasn't even like uh, tornadoes possible. They were like, tornadoes, likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we tried to make all the preparations that we could. But anyway, hopefully we have dodged a bullet.
0: Yeah, it looks like, you know, some folks around us not so lucky. I saw one was on the ground in New Orleans um, in the the Lower Ninth Ward uh, just next to the Bywater. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of, out of all that. And also uh, joining us, the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott.
2: What's up, boys? What is up, homeboy? Uh, just wonderful to see you guys on this fine Tuesday evening. I uh, Catherine has been out of town for work. She was actually down in Metairie and Macomb for uh, uh, MS Society bike ride fundraiser. And she was gone Thursday and, and just got back last night. So I cooked up some steaks and had some wine for dinner tonight. Mm, good for you know, you. I'm talking to you fine gentleman, and sipping on some wild turkey.
3: You know what I cook for tonight? What's that? We had a bunch of burgers um, and we it couldn't grill them outside. So I went uh, straight out of the pan, dude, like diner style.
2: Oh, yeah. Awesome, dude. I mean, every I now mean, and
3: then it's, it's like an entirely different burger. Same stuff. just entirely different.
2: I replaced the guts in my Weber kettle grill uh, about two years ago. And I think I've used it twice since I did that because I just cook steaks and hamburgers in my big cast iron skillet. They're -hmm. fantastic. You get that like crispy crust on the outside. Oh, it's good.
3: Okay. So let me, uh, I know Jamie's itching to get to the thing, but how do you do your steaks? Because I was just over at Tiro's house, uh, not a week or two ago and he made steaks uh, filet and he just pan sears them in some garlic butter, I think outside. Mm-hmm. then go straight to the oven yeah it's the yeah. best thing i've ever tasted
2: so i don't do garlic butter um that is fantastic though i've 100 I support that i just uh get a nice choice angus steak uh from the grocery store the the grocery store here close to the house that i shop at usually has uh some good steaks on sale so i'll, I'll buy whatever's on sale um and tonight it was like two and a half inch thick angus choice ribeyes just beautiful steaks i uh, just uh Pull them out of the refrigerator like an hour before I want to cook them, wash them off, set them on a paper towel, let them just sit there for a little while and warm up a little bit. Heavily coated each side with salt and pepper, throw them in a cast iron skillet. I I do the first side for like seven minutes and then flip them and immediately throw it in the oven at like 450 for another like five minutes and beautiful, like rare, medium rare steak. Love it. So, so we, uh, this this new uh, kitchen and cooking podcast that we've started.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get, uh, Barefoot Contessa and Martha Stewart. I don't know which is which. So,
2: balls. Barefoot and Greasy. That's the name of the show that, uh, Barefoot that we just started. And
0: greasy. All right, Cloverleaf, your move. <laughs> um, so before we get to the news of the week, just want to touch on something really quick. Um, there was a, a date sent out. Uh, via postcard to certain boosters a while back that had the date on at 3 26 22. And so there is an event going down this weekend. We will have some information on next week's show, but it's going to be a very, very fun weekend in Southern Miss History. So we're sending our spies. We're sending our spies in. Just don't, out what it just is. don't monkey around. Just don't monkey around. All right. Oh boy. Um, so we had, uh, <laughs> Had a fun week last week, Southern Miss Baseball. Jason, why don't you uh, get us started and bring us uh, up to date on what's going on with Southern Miss Baseball.
3: All right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, currently Southern Miss Baseball sits at 13 and 7, 2 and 1 in the conference. Uh, last week, March the 16th, we played Alabama at the Pete. Won that game 3 to 2. Awesome crowd. Uh, it was It was reported um, to be the fourth largest ever at the Pete, 5,388 people. And I don't know about exactly that number, but I know that it was slam-packed and it was awesome. Great atmosphere. Sutter missed through seven pitchers. Bama threw six, which is kind of typical of a lot of midweek games. Um, Tyler Stewart credited with the win. He went 2.2 innings, one hit, zero earned runs. Uh, Ramsey got the save, one innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, and 1K. Reese Ewing and Rodrigo Montenegro have two hits apiece. Uh, Danny Lynch hit a homer. And, man, it's just always good to beat Alabama. I don't care if you're playing them in, you know, checkers. It's, uh, it's good to beat those guys whenever you can, especially when all the people from Loosedale show up in the stands. Um, it's, and I, and it, don't I, you I be so. dogging Jamie's people now. <laughs> it is what it is. Great people, but love their Alabama. So nice to beat them. Um, and I believe that makes us undefeated on the SEC, in SEC play this year. So hopefully uh-huh. that continues, right? Uh, slave and slave, I, I had to throw this in because we don't steal any bases. We might be the slowest team in the history of baseball. And that's just not how we choose to play the game. We don't typically play any small ball. We hit homers. We pitch really good and get timely hits. And that's kind of how we do it. But slave, like man, yeah, <laughs> we had an actual stolen base. We just never do that. So I wanted to give Slade a lot of credit right there. Um, so it was good to beat Bama, and that led us into an opening conference series versus FAU, and I know we're probably going to get to talk about this Friday game um, a little bit, but uh, just to give you some background on FAU, we talked about them last week, but they can absolutely rake. Um, we talked about some of their stats. I think they had like 26 home runs in 15 games coming into our series somewhere right around there, uh, and, and and like four dudes hitting over 400, so they can. They, we knew that they could hit the ball a lot coming in and we knew we were really good in pitching. So we ended up winning the series two to one, won the first two and then lost on Sunday. But game one, uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to squeeze everything in of how exciting this game was, but we won the game nine to seven, counted um, out 13 hits. Uh, the FAU did kick it around a little bit with three errors, but, um, but it seemed like, you know, Southern Miss was least able to capitalize on those. Uh, another great crowd, four thousand five hundred forty-three people in attendance. Um, Sutter Miss was actually down three to nothing. Scored five in the fifth. FAU two in the sixth. They tied it up. Sutter Miss with two in the bottom of the seventh. FAU two in the top of the eighth. Uh, so, and I heard a lot of the the, the post game talking. Uh, Scott Barry was mentioning that uh, he has his team. Uh, he wants them to stay in the middle of, in the middle of the ring as far as boxing goes, right? Uh, keep throwing punches and that's what that's what that's what that just sounds like. We were up then they tied it. Then they were up then we tied it. You know, and back and forth and just really big boy baseball going down. Um but but after that too that FAU scored in the top of the 8th, Danny Lynch just goes absolute legend again, just Roy Hobbs it around the bases. Um it, it, the light show was awesome. Um Baker had a fantastic call on it that I saw sudden Miss Baseball tweet out with a little video. I just about hyperventilated uh, when he hit it, um, but just to back up just a bit, Sergeant let off that inning with a single, um, and with one out, Lynch came up and just hit a absolute monster bomb to right center, which is kind of right where we set up in the right field roost out there. Ball game. I think the lights started going off before the ball even cleared the fence. It was incredible. Did you guys get to catch that? Jamie, you were there.
0: Absolutely. No, no, no I, you're I, there. I was watching it. I was yeah. watching the game. And uh, it was a great call. I was trying to get snapshots to share on social media while I was doing it, so I, I missed when it got out there in your neck of the woods. But uh, the neat thing about that video is they, the athletic department, they, they showed a video from the side angle, I guess somebody there on the field had. It, it wasn't the angle that you saw on the, the tube, sure. mm-hmm. but they showed this field-level camera Following Danny Lynch around the bases yeah. and it was incredible. And it went, I mean, that went viral. I mean, Barstool, Barstool Sports picked it up. I think ESPN picked it up. I mean, a, a lot of people saw that tweet. And it really like showed. It was really incredible to see the atmosphere at the peak, But then, how much the the light show adds to the environment when when that happens as well. So, yeah, that was that was absolutely terrific. And and yeah, the 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 uh, Florida Atlantic that last inning, you know, Southern Miss was up. Seven to five, that last inning, Florida Atlantic ties it up, gets two runs in. So it really mm-hmm. added to the excitement with kind of how the stakes changed so quickly.
3: And I want to have to give a shout out to our good buddy Justin Hosey, who had come out to the roost. Um, what he started to do is he, he sticks like, he stays like half the game in the stands and spends out the other half out there with us. And um, and he had never experienced the, we've talked about the rally cat, but forever now we've had the, the rally corn. So very specific. Uh, type of puff corn. All right. And so we just, I don't know, a few years back, we started calling it the rally corn. And whenever we need a rally, we start passing it around. So Justin comes out there uh, and I had forgotten about it, but Lynch had just come up to bat. And my wife comes by and she says, you're slack. And, and she hands me the rally corn. I was like, you're right. So we open it. I hand it to Hosey. I hand it to, I think Ryan Worsham, maybe. Then I hand it. to like three people. I grabbed some bomb. <laughs> Hit right at us. So and then you I hear grab, this.
2: <laughs> it was you just, hear this, Jim Cole? You got to add it to the list, man.
3: <laughs> that was a great tweet by him. By
0: the Gosh, way. Well, it sounds like the, the COVID, COVID restrictions have been lifted.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no doubt. But that, man, it was it was it was just fantastic. It's one of those moments that. I think you're going to remember uh, for. I know I will, but I think it's going to go down. We um, were mentioning some of the things before the show, like the 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 pass that far through that you know caught by Tillman, and um and and the Mills kills play, and and uh, I don't know. I, you mentioned the backflip from last year, and it's just one of those times. Where this is the reason you go to all the games, you know, because stuff like this can happen. And I'm just so happy that I was just a part of it, really. So it was cool,
2: but. Um, that was just- as somebody that had to watch it on ESPN Plus because I wasn't close enough to be at the Pete, uh, our boy uh, Jason Baker had a great call on it, too.
3: Danny! Danny! <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, and Baker's actually started to, after the game. So he's, he's making his way out to the roost. And, you know, we kind of recap it out there for about 45 minutes after the game. It's just such a great time. Uh, but I don't want this to get lost in this. Uh, Tanner Hall got his first start um, for center miss. And you know, this two. That's his first start, his first Friday conference start. Um, he had those two starts this year where he just absolutely dominated midweek, and um, and so we got the Friday roll. That's that's a big step right there. And this was actually on his birthday, um, and he goes five and two thirds, six hits, five runs, one walk, and ten Ks. So he did get hit a little bit, but you know this was probably the best hitting team that we we're going to face the entire year. Um, they can just absolutely smash. Ramsey actually credited with the win after getting one out <laughs> in the ninth inning and only throwing five pitches. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, this was big boy baseball, man. Big time atmosphere. Uh, great opening series win. Sarge went three for four. Dickerson, Lynch, and Peto all had two hits each. Uh, it was awesome. It was just fantastic. So glad to be a part of it. On to game two. Won this game six to four. Uh, the game was scoreless through three innings. Sutter Miss goes up uh, on a Reese Ewing bomb. Uh, FIU with three in the fifth. They were up three to one, added another one in the sixth. They were up four to one. Sutter Miss with two in the sixth, the seventh, and one in the eighth for the 6-4 victory. We had six runs on six hits for the Eagles. And I remember thinking at the end of this game, if I was to equate this to playing on the golf course, like I wouldn't have hit it well the entire day. And still would have shot like even par, right? It's like we did not play our best game. We didn't have our best stuff, and we—that's just a mark of a good team when you can kind of not really have what you need to have to normally get a victory, and you still somehow win. Um, another great crowd, four thousand six hundred sixty-three on hand to watch this. Uh, Hunter Riggins, man, he—he—he's—he's he, he's one of the best pitchers in the league, uh, if not the country right now, and he's kind of had it on cruise control. Lately, but my man had to go to work uh, against these guys. He ended up, his line reads five and two-thirds, six sits, four runs, four earned, two walks, and nine Ks. FAU strikes out a whole lot, but they can still really smash. Um, everybody is dangerous throughout the entire lineup. Um, so he kept us in it as best he could and, uh, and and was probably you know the difference in the game, honestly. Even though that line wasn't fantastic, he, he had to do what he had to do, and, and I'm glad that he did it. Uh, Rodgers. Harper and Ramsey all pitched in uh, to contribute to the win as well. Ramsey with the save. He looks to be on top of his game again. Everybody remembers how good he was at the beginning of last year. Let's hope he can keep that rocking all year long. Uh, Carson Pato, the only eagle with multiple hits with two. Uh, And like I said, we just found a way. Found a way, uh, did a little bit of small ball, and went ahead and secured that series victory. Thoughts?
2: Mm. (laughs) That was a delicious sip of whiskey is my thoughts. No, (laughs) huge, huge to start the conference playoff with a win over one of the better or a conference series win over one of the better teams in the conference. Um, I mean, when it when it comes to conference tournament time that, uh, you know, despite one lot tech fans, at least best efforts to get it pulled. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that is going to have an impact on seeding when that comes around. So, uh, yeah, just can't understate how big of a series win this was.
3: Mm-hmm. No doubt. And to start off with a team like that, so even better. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we did go 2-1. We lost that Sunday game 7-3. to three. I think we just squeezed every last drop of magic out of the rally cat, the rally corn, the rally bike. Uh, you know, we just we, we we uh we didn't have anything left, <laughs> um, and and but it was it was another beautiful day at the Pete, another great crowd, four thousand three hundred and four, so all three games over four thousand people to go along with that midweeker, there was over five thousand people. It's incredible, you know. Uh, we were watching Baylor on TV earlier, right? There's like twenty five people there, so uh, we got something really special at the Pete and at Southern Miss. And um and, and mind you, this four thousand people on Sunday is for a ten thirty a.m. start. Way to go, like eight o'clock mast and haul ass up to the beat to get there on time, right? So anyway, um, Sutter Miss went up early on a Peto homer and held a two one lead through seven innings. It was looking pretty good. Then FAU just decided to go go the hell off in the eighth inning. Um, they put up a five spot. They pounded up fourteen hits on the day to Sutter Misses only six. Hurst and Waldrop look back to his electric self again. Remember his last outing? He only lasted like an inning and a third or something. Fastball was there, 97 miles per hour, 98 miles per hour all day long, 88 to 90 mile an hour slider. Shane, I know you hadn't seen this guy in person yet. It's it's, it's just it's it's absolutely just electric every time he goes out. Even if he didn't have a good outing, you're like, holy crap, this dude's, this dude's got some stuff, right? Um, he goes five and two thirds, five hits, one er, one run. One walk and eleven Ks. So, Sutter, get this. So, if I told you guys that Sutterman's going to go into this game and strike FAU out nineteen times, would you have seen a seven to three loss? <laughs> you know, it's not like we kicked it around a bunch either. These guys either strike out or just hit you know gappers and homers
2: all the time. Um, yeah. Them boys can rake for sure. Uh, it's, uh, people shouldn't get down about us losing one game out of those three because uh, FAU, like Bump said, uh, they're going to be, if not the best, for sure, one of the best hitting teams we play all season. Them boys can hit. It, I mean, it was it was bound to happen. Uh, we're lucky we took the two.
3: And so I guess that keeps our like, our strikeout-to-walk ratio still – I believe it's
2: number one in the country right now. Um, it is. I, I was actually in the process of looking that up because uh, I saw that earlier. We're crazy low on walks. Uh, here we go. Uh, we allow 2.1 walks per nine innings, and uh, our strikeout-to-walk ratio – is five point zero seven. Both of those are tops in the country. Awesome,
3: cool deal. Uh, Dickerson had two hits on a day. He was the only guy with multiple hits for Southern Miss. He actually he's leading Southern Miss in batting average right now. So it's good to see Dusty uh, Dustin Dickerson um, doing so well. Coming up uh, tomorrow night, uh, t- we're recording on Tuesday. This uh, so on Wednesday this week, Wednesday the twenty third, we're gonna play in New Orleans. Um, UNO at 4 p.m., and then we're going to have Western Kentucky or at Western Kentucky this weekend for the normal Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. I don't think either one of those are on TV, not positive. Maybe the Western Kentucky is on Conference USA TV. Um, but I, I didn't see the ESPN thing next to any either one of those games, so I'm not going to be able to watch them. Um, so what are these teams like? The Privateers in New Orleans are 12-6 and six on the year. They won a series over Kansas already, and they swept Louisiana Monroe. And they just took two of three from Oklahoma at Oklahoma last weekend, so they're coming in and feeling it. Um, Western Kentucky, 9-10, and 1-2 on the year. I really hope we beat them by 16 runs every single game. Uh, but they did have a victory over Kentucky earlier this year. Kentucky's always good in baseball. Um, look out for a guy named Ty Batusik. He's hitting four thirteen with seven home runs and twenty-one RBIs already. That's killing it. Uh, they're only hitting two seventy-five as a team and have a four point nine seven ERA. So the Golden Eagles have a good chance to uh, to come out of there with a series victory and hopefully a sweep. What was that guy's name? I don't know. Ty? I got that one. T Y. I can handle that part. The last is uh, B-A-T-U-S-I-S-H. Batushich? Batut? God bless you. Batush <laughs> he Um, blesses a lot of them right over the fence so watch out for him
0: uh, just to mention go ahead shane i'm gonna cut you off
2: well no no i uh, I just wanted to throw in something unrelated to the games but baseball related that i'm excited about Uh, if you don't follow hunter riggins on twitter uh it's at hunter riggins r-i-g-g-i-n-s Uh, He teased what he may be changing his walkout song to. So (laughs) uh, the next home game start for him, uh, pay attention. I think people are going to love it. Outstanding.
3: Somewhere uh, Dustin
2: is also thinking about getting rid of the
3: uh, rock star.
2: Oh, no, it sounds like it's a done deal. Uh, It sounds like heavily influenced by the rally bike. Yes. Uh, I don't know if through an NIL deal or how this was done, maybe just a a truck bed full of yingling. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, it's been influenced somehow, and that should be a fun one, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Also baseball-related, our friend, our graphic designer, Patrick Lowry, has uh, just created a Rally Cat T-shirt. And you can get yours. Go to oh, jamierrington.net slash to the top talk.
3: It's on T Public. Not only did he do that, but you just reminded me that I should have thought to write this down. Uh, Patrick uh, Pilo also um, caught the, the Well, he didn't catch it, but he, he picked up the Lynch ball, right? Uh, that was hit at the walk off. And he did the, he did the best thing he could possibly do. He went and found Danny's mom, Mrs. Lynch. And uh and gave her the ball. You know, she just about cried, I think, when she handed it to him. They got a picture made together. He got like two hundred likes on Twitter. Um it was a it was a nice moment to be had there. And it was great. Man, you could you could keep that. That's a keepsake of all time. But the, I thought that was really cool of P-Lo to kind of give it up. Oh, Patrick's good dude. Oh. Good people, good people. So
0: we got a guest this week. Haven't had a comedian on in a very long time. But this is a friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. She's one of the best up-and-coming stand-ups in the country, but she is from Mississippi. A few years back, she was on Kevin Hart's Heart of the City. She's been on Comedy Central. True TV, her Born Funny tour, kicks off this weekend, Saturday, March 26th, at the Thirsty Hippo here in Hattiesburg. You can get tickets at RitaBrent.com. So my guest today is Rita Brent. Right, joining me now one of the best up-and-coming comics in america she is from right here in the hospitality space i don't know what our nickname is. is it hospitality is it magnolia whatever we've got the one and only rita brent rita you've got a big show coming up right here in the hub city sat saturday march the 26th at 7 30 the Born funny tour Starting rita brent
4: yeah yeah, man, it's coming soon. and I'm kicking it off in Hattiesburg. That's why this is so important for everybody to be there, um, because you get to experience the opening night, the inaugural Born Funny Comedy Tour, uh, starring me and a few of my friends, Murg B. Williams, who went to USM, yep. um, also Nardo Blackman. And um, I may grab somebody else, uh, somebody else local. <clears throat> Jamie, I don't know if you're still doing comedy, but uh, I, may, <laughs> I may grab somebody else local uh, to be on the show as well. But yes, it's called the Born Funny Tour. This is a self-funded tour. I did not want to wait for somebody to tap me and say it's time or to give me permission. I'm giving myself permission. So I'm putting me and my boys on and it's, it's going to be on and popping.
0: And that's one of the, in my opinion, the Thirsty Hippo is one of the best venues for comedy in the region. And
4: Listen, yes, I did a show there, a one woman show called Condoms and Comedy a few years ago, and it was in because there are multiple rooms in Thirsty Hippo, but the energy was electric and I never forgot the energy, never forgot it. I I thought about doing something at the Sanger and I said, you know what? No, I want to do Thirsty Hippo. I think those intimate venues give you a different feel. Uh, you also probably get a different kind of comedian in a venue like that, as opposed to a bigger auditorium when it's a little harder to connect with the audience. So, yes, I love Thirsty Hippo for comedy and music. I'll never forget. I saw Snarky Puppy at in, at uh, Thirsty Hippo once. And it's just an amazing experience. So it had to be Thirsty Hippo. Yes.
0: So you you've traveled all over, but you got your start right here in Mississippi. Tell us a little bit about what it was like starting out here in the hospitality state.
4: Oh, man, I often say that Mississippi is the best place to cultivate your talents um, because it's not as risky. You know, you think about you go to New York and California and you take these big chances and then you hear stories of people saying they were homeless. Um, But being in Mississippi, I was home so I could take chances and not have to worry about Losing my livelihood there. There were backup plans and there was a, um, a great amount of support just because I was home in Mississippi and because the cost of living is a little lower in the South. So you can take more risks and take your time building yourself up. So I think Mississippi has been great for me. I started out doing churchy comedy. I was in churches telling church jokes. And now I have expanded to comedy clubs and theaters and things like that. But um, wherever I go, I never forget where I come from. I talk about Mississippi and my set. There is no shame there. I love being from the SIP. People from the South have a certain swagger on stage and people instantly recognize it. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that.
0: You actually lived in Hattiesburg for a little while. One the, You were mentioned to me earlier that one of your more well known bits came from your time in Hattiesburg.
4: Yes. When when most people see me, they're gonna ask, Well how is Miss Shirley? And that is because they heard of this joke on True TV where I tell about meeting a young student uh, with an old name and the name is Shirley. I don't know if that was actual, actually her name, but that's the premise of the joke. It's this kindergartner, she has this old name and she's bringing sweet potato pies to school as a snack and she's wearing slips and all kinds of stuff. So she's doing all the older woman stuff. But that material, that inspiration came from when I worked at Lily Burney Elementary when I was in Hattiesburg. So I was, uh, right after I graduated from Jackson State, I said I was gonna go to USM to be in the Mass Comm program. I didn't think the curriculum uh, aligned for what I was looking for. So I ended up not finishing at USM, but I was a substitute teacher for six months. And that was the most interesting experience of my whole life. So one of my most famous bits is as a result of me substitute teaching at Lily Bernie Elementary in Haysburg.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I, I've known you for, I can, I don't know how far back we go, but like you were somebody like the first time I saw you on stage, I was like, wow, I was like, she does definitely something something big is going to happen with with Rita. And you definitely fit the bill. It wasn't before too much longer. So just to let the listeners in on this, so a few years back, Kevin Hart filmed his show, Heart of the City, right here in Mississippi, out of Jackson. You were one of four comics chosen. I think anybody who saw you on stage the night that we had the trials and everything knew that it was pretty much a lock at that point. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the experience of getting not only to get to to meet and perform for Kevin Hart, but to be on Comedy Central as well.
4: Well, that was my first TV credit. And at the time, I didn't really know the gravity uh, and the importance of actually having a TV credit. It really does legitimize you and validates you when you're trying to get into comedy clubs or when you're being pitched. You know, they want to know, well, what have you been on? Um, And so Kevin Hart gave me my first TV credit. And so that was amazing. Uh, I'm blessed that he came to Mississippi because, you know, that's always an argument whether you should leave the state and go get famous. But him coming to Mississippi and putting us four comedians on really did transform things for me. And I'm still connected to people in his camp uh, who still have eyes on me. I'm still on their radar. So it was um, invaluable, you know. I don't even remember how much I got paid and I, I don't care uh, because it was just the fact that, yo, this is Kevin Hart. He knows of me, you know, to be on the radar of somebody that huge in the industry is really important. And so ever since then, it's just been, um, it's been upward, you know, working with Kevin Hart and, and Ricky Smiley and now Cedric, the entertainer um, every step is everything you go through is really a stepping stone. And once I started looking at things like that, then, you know, I value every experience now.
0: What's it been like working with Cedric the Entertainer? I mean, he, he's legendary from his comic view days, as well as the Kings of Comedy, of course, which is, you know, an iconic movie. What's it been like working with, with Big Sid?
4: Surreal. That's pretty much how I could put it.
0: Surreal uh,
4: to the point where I'm still nervous around him. You know, I, yeah. I met him. What is this? 2022. I think I met him in 19. Yeah, it was 2019. I met him and i was on a show with him in Colleen, Texas. Um, I was just put on the show and I met him and I've been touring with him ever since, but he literally is a king of comedy. Everybody treats him like a king. Uh, he carries himself like a king. And so just to know that I watched this man as a child on comic view on Def Jam in movies and now to be sitting in a dressing room with him, soaking up knowledge and hearing his stories is, is surreal. And I just feel uh, supremely blessed, but yeah, it's great. You know, I, I learned a lot. Um, you know about how to treat people and how to move in this world, um, and so it, that that has been yeah, it's been eye opening. And I, I hope I get to stay on tour with him. <laughs>
0: did, did you did you take one of his hats? Is that what you got on right
4: there? You know we have a little competition going on. It's a little silent competition. You know when I when I pull up to a say gig, I'm like, what up, dog? You know we looking at the hats. And one time he was like, where you get that hat from? I was like, oh, got him, got him said likes my hats we in there
0: (laughs) you've uh, you've also had some some built some writing credits for yourself the emmys the academy of country music awards tell us a little bit about that
4: yeah the emmys um is a direct result of cedric uh he gets that credit i'm indebted to him for that and i'll just tell the quick story uh last summer we were in naples florida it was the off the hook comedy club it was just me and sid i was opening for him i was doing like 25 and then he would come up in headline and one show i you know i always stayed to listen to him do his set and i just started taking some notes i was like oh you know that will be real funny if he said this here oh that'll be funny too and so by the end i had you know maybe like 10 notes and i texted my mom and i was like yo i got some notes for Sid. you know should i give them to him like this the king <laughs> and she's like yeah what's the harm all he could do is just not use the notes, and so I gave him the notes. And the next night he used a lot of the notes and they worked. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he came out off stage and he was like, Yeah, those work pretty well, huh? I was like, Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That was it. Wow. Fast forward a few months later, his manager called and uh said, Hey Rita, I got an uh, opportunity for you. said I want you to write for him for the Emmys. I was like, What? You know who you're calling? <laughs> hey, this is Rita, did you call the right person? He's like, Yeah. And so it turns out by taking that chance and giving him those notes that night, he took notice, you know, like, oh, okay, she can write. And um, yeah, he hired me to uh, be a part of the Emmys writing team. And that was an amazing experience uh, being on that team with folks who have written for, and live in color, late night, Jamie Foxx, Eddie Murphy, you name it. So, so being on the Emmys was a direct reflection of Sid. And then that led to the ACM's gig as well, because the head writer of the Emmys, uh, was also on the ACM team. So he tapped me for that. So yeah, man, I'm telling you, every moment counts. Literally, you should not underestimate a single moment or think that it's small because it's going to lead to something. It's a big puzzle. And we're just putting the pieces together. And now I see
0: that. Love that. I love that. Well, tell us about a little bit about, you know, this is your first tour. Why did you decide to to put together this tour?
4: I'm going to be honest, Something something clicked when I turned 35
0: you know Mm -hmm.
4: i said uh i feel wiser than i've ever been uh more grounded than i've ever been and uh, you know this is a comic you have to take advantage of those moments when you feel like you're at the top of your game um and so that's where i feel like i am right now i have things to say i have a team of people uh, who i can take along for the ride and and we can create something special Uh, so yeah my material is is really good and it's honest now i'm i'm married uh, to my wife, Frida, and so I have some good relationship jokes.
3: Wait, wait, is it Frida, Frida and Rita?
4: Yeah, Rita and Frida, right? Meant to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly meant to be, right? We're yeah, definitely yeah. soulmates. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my material is really relatable. It's universal. There was a point where I was just keeping myself in a box, you know, maybe I was just talking about churchy stuff and it wasn't always relatable, or at least I wasn't crafting it in a way to be relatable. Uh, but now it's a mixture of funny. Uh, it's a mixture of a little wisdom. Uh, you get a little inspiration because after I do my comedy, I just do some real talk. We just talk about life. Um, And, you know, I do satirical music as well. So the audience can expect that as well. So, yeah, I felt like I was at the top of my game and, uh, you know, I want a tour. And it's and I think being in the pandemic really scared me where I don't want to uh, not take chances and do things. I I use this this analogy of, you know, when we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese, used to have all these tokens. And I remember I wouldn't use all my tokens because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be back. You know, I'm going to be back to use these tokens. And fast forward five years later, it's still a Chuck E. Cheese token sitting on my dresser because I didn't use it and I didn't go for the prize. So I'm like, I'm going for the prize now. I'm not about to die with tokens in my pocket. So that's where I am. I don't think I'm
0: allowed back at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What you do, man? I, I I had like, I think I had like, two or three birthday parties at that Chuck E. Cheese
4: like, mm-hmm. back
0: in the day. So, <laughs> did
4: let's... you fight Chuck or something? What, what happened?
0: No, I didn't fight. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I tried to fight <laughs> mean, fighting Chuck E. Yeah. Actually, you know, my best, my best mascot fight back in the, like the most, I'll say probably the, the realest fight. Well, I almost say the realest fight, but one of the realest fights I ever got in when I was at Southern Miss was with Wavy Dave, like oh. the old Wavy Dave. Yeah. Me and yeah. him clash for some reason and it was it was just is what it was two two egos getting out there squaring off and uh yeah rest in peace with red wavy day by the way man, um, um, okay <laughs> so your big big show coming up in hattiesburg saturday march the 26th we haven't had many comedy shows lately i know the crowds are hungry to get out i know there's so many people that are hungry to get back out to the Thirsty Hippo, which is not even open full-time right now. It's one of the Mm -hmm. best venues around. So you guys go check it out. Saturday, March 26th, 7.30. Tickets are starting at $25. You can go get the the link directly at RitaBrent.com. Rita, any final words for any of the listeners who might be considering coming out to the show?
4: Yeah, come on out. I mean, you know, the pandemic is uh, finally, um, you know, dying down. And so uh, come on out and get rejuvenated. This has been a challenging couple of years for folks, and I see folks are out again. the masks are off. Um, so you know, please wear be comfortable now. If you want to wear your mask at the comedy show, feel free to do so. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's time to get rejuvenated as a community as a people, and that will happen at the Born Funny comedy tour starring me, Rita Brent, Murkby Williams, uh, Nardo Blackman, and also comedian Wody is going to be performing. You've probably been to his comedy crack up show uh, in Hattiesburg at some point, and he's going to be on the show as well. So get your tickets on Eventbrite. I do have some VIP tickets available so you can get the whole VIP experience, which is upfront seating and meet and greet after the show. Uh, and so those are going pretty fast. Not many of those left, uh, but we have some general admission tickets as well. And you can get them at Eventbrite. So it's Saturday, March 26th. I understand Hubfest is happening that same day. So just come out after Hubfest. Uh, it's like it's going to be a little funny after party. So come through and I might I might stop by Hubfest myself. Uh, Laney Wilson is performing. I got to catch her at the ACM. So I'm looking forward to that after Hubfest, Come holler at me, Rita B, at the Born Funny Comedy Tour, Thirsty Hippo.
0: That was Rita Brent. Check her out this Saturday night, March 26th at the Thirsty Hippo. Get your tickets at ritabrent.com. All right. Bet with the three decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200 bet sports casino horses pop culture and more at betus.com you bet you win you get paid bet you is. so um congratulations are in order uh jay ladner's son and the loyola Wolfpack of new orleans just won the 2022 naia national championship
2: oh wow so, How about that
0: congratulations to them on on that accomplishment um on the flip side of that, some some other <laughs> basketball news,
2: uh, they have exactly. some some less happy basketball, some news.
0: less happy basketball news. As of this recording, there have been six Golden Eagles who have declared for the transfer portal. Isaiah Moore, Rashad Bolden, Tay Hardy, Jaron Pierre, Waylon Knapper and Tyler Stevenson. Um, it's anticipated they won't be the last. So the, the, the coaching staff will definitely have their work cut out for them the next few weeks as they prepare for signing day
2: dude uh, I'm I'm gonna be 100% honest right now uh, seeing Tyler Stevenson on the show notes and you saying it I haven't seen that announcement yet and that that hurts me you know it, it I,
3: I, I couldn't imagine I, I didn't think Tyler would come back but I thought yeah. that, I mean having the the I, 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 I didn't see him transferring to another college I, I thought he would just go pro right I just go overseas and make a bunch of money over the next decade. Um, but, I mean, I'm behind that guy, whatever he wants to do. And, and I, I, I'm not – I'm really not disappointed, man. Like, I I, I think everybody just needs a new a new start. So he's one of the few guys – I know I've mentioned him before that, you know, if you stick it out your entire Golden Eagle career, makes a better impact. And uh, I think I even used him as an example because he entered the portal last year, right? And then came back out of it, um, but I mean, there, there's nobody that signifies what I perceive to be a, a true golden eagle more than Tyler Stevenson does. So I'm behind him, just like I'm behind everybody else. And yeah. um, you know, it is what it is, man.
0: Well, and that you may, you bring up a good point. And I don't know if you know the door is closed for any of these guys, but just because you enter the portal doesn't mean you're necessarily going to leave although it, it seems like the sentiment is that these players are transferring out. I'm not sure if they'd be welcome back or not. I'm not sure, you know, where, where the, the you know, they, they stand with the co- coaching staff and vice versa. So, um, you know, this, this doesn't necessarily mean that they're all gone, but it, it would seem like, you know, I'd be really surprised if a majority of them were to return.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked a, a little bit about this earlier today in in our group texts that we, we have going on and, uh, uh, yeah, you you need some kind of fresh start when you you win you know single digit games three years in a row, but it I, I try to be positive when it comes to basketball, but it, it's very concerning when everybody that contributed anything to this year's team goes, and we haven't heard anything about recruits for next year. I mean, I think that's with, I
3: mean that, that's really the only thing that makes you concerned right now. We know what we're going to get out of the guys that we got, right? If we bring them all no, back. No, we don't. The, uh, pretty sure we do.
2: You know, well, the guys that we still have never played, so uh, we we really don't know what we're going to get out of them.
3: Yeah, well, and it's um, – I, I, I'm, I'm, for one, I'm just fully ready for a brand-new start. And everybody says, well, you know that should be the coach. Well, it's not. You know, he's still here. We can't – that's just – I'm tired of that guy on Twitter, too, saying, like, well, we shouldn't have done it. Well, we did. So this is where we are. So you can either keep complaining about that and keep all the same players. Or, you know, you can't change what the coach is. So you got to change something, right? I think everybody agrees that we can't do the same thing. So I I, I still think you change a bunch of coaches and a bunch of players. Pains me to see Tyler Stevenson go somewhere else. If he ends up, like, in the maroon and white, that's going to make me want to throw up but you know it is what it is man we if it's, it's, it's who knows if it's going to work out or not it's probably not but yeah you know,
0: it's, it's it's tough it's
3: just what we got so here we are
0: yeah but you know and that's that is true I mean, it's the situation but but the, the frustration is is certainly warranted at this point i mean
1: absolutely
0: i, I, I don't see a, it it's it's one of those things like these guys were recruits and if it's tough to imagine a scenario where we get. I hope we get better talent, but having nothing in the pipeline, and it's like, yeah, we, we could replace the players, but like, I don't, I don't know nothing, nothing like screams to me that we're going to get better players.
2: Like, yeah, right. And now. that's the concerning thing is it's like, you know, and and we've talked about this uh, you, until we're blue in the face. But again, you you need a fresh start, but. If you lose everybody that contributed at all and you don't replace them with better talent, then what does next year look like? I mean, uh, do we, I think you do we to, win so, a D1 game next year? Yeah,
3: I, I, I think. well, it, it. who knows? I mean, nobody, nobody knows. I, I don't think that we could get any worse. I mean, will we, well, we lose like 15 out of 16 in the, end the season? Um, you know, won one damn conference game? So there's literally, I mean, I guess you can say we can lose every game next year, not win anything. Uh, but, but I think we're, I think this, this new team is going to be made up of just a ton of Juco guys. And hopefully a bunch of guys who have buy-in, right? Um, that's all you can really hope for. Is the talent level going to go up? Well, it wasn't that great to begin with. It just wasn't, you know? Uh, no, I don't
0: disagree. I just don't so, see a scenario where, yeah. <laughs> where, you get, where
3: yeah, yeah. it gets
2: better. Well, oh, oh, and, yeah, and,
3: and, and yeah, I'm fully with you. I, I'm hoping, and I'm kind of, I'm on Ladner's side, and I hope that he pulls off a freaking miracle. But that's exactly what it would be at this point is a miracle, in my opinion. Um, and there's also something to, you know, just you, just your backs against the wall, and and uh, you know, if you get if you get a bunch of like sea level talent. That sea level talent's completely bought in and doesn't have an ego. I don't know. I can see how that would work out better than. I mean, you think St. Peter's has got talent like Kentucky? You know. Well, like, I don't, but I don't think they I, had to
0: replace their whole team. And like, I think you also you're don't think the, they
3: have any lottery picks.
0: I mean, no, no they don't. But you yeah. have to re, you have to replace your whole team with with in essence what's left over in the portal.
3: It's like, a absolute long shot. The yeah, long shot yeah. of all
0: long shots. And, and getting, getting, you have a team like St. Peters, it's a lot of those guys that played together. They're not just coming off, jumping sure. in on the team this year. Um. So, but I mean, I'm with you. I'm, so, I hope so, we get so together. T-
3: to that, to that um, thought, you know, I, if it, I would get some guys that have played together. I would get some guys that played together on junior college teams, you know, I would, I would maybe, if you could possibly get a splash. Freshman, but that's probably not gonna happen, right? Then you get some guys in JUCO, then you make it a package deal. Hey man, you, you, and you want you, Right? And then you go to this other team, you, you and you, want you? So then you got some you have some immediate chemistry. That's that's I have no idea if that's gonna happen or not. I think it would accomplish a couple things. And it would hopefully not suck. So
2: Well
3: I just fingers crossed. <laughs> to
2: to. I don't see there's any way that th- there a single high school recruit signs for this next class because, I mean, the writing's on the wall. It's basically win big or the coach is gone, so who's going to sign in that situation? So uh, absolutely, from a, a few different angles, it's going to have to be a team full of Juco transfers or yep. D1 transfers. I mean, that that's what he's going to get at this point in time. So hopefully it works out. I mean, I, I do not want to see, uh, Jay Ladner get fired from Southern Miss. So I mean, he's, he's an Eagle. Um, but man is the, the deck stacked against him right now. It's, it's a tough situation. Yeah.
0: Yep. Oh goodness. I just see a report about the, uh, monster tornado ripping through the Lord ninth ward. So it does look like, it's, Oh goodness uh, gracious. Yeah. Mm. Goodness. Um,
3: well, we had to go and talk about basketball.
0: Yeah, go about talking about basketball. <laughs> then we're just going off the rails here. Um, yeah, goodness. So uh, let's talk football. <laughs> the Bengals re-signed former Golden Eagle wide receiver Mike Thomas to a one-year deal. Spring practice going on right now. The spring game is going to take place on Saturday, April the 2nd. So you've got uh, a week and some a week and a half and some change maybe. I don't know. I'm not good at math. Week and a half. Till the spring game, so we're it's, we're coming up on that. Shane, you want to bring us up to speed on the other Golden Eagle sports?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, gonna lead off tonight with an absolutely dominating win from the men's golf team up here in North Carolina. They were over in Greenville at the ECU Intercollegiate at Brook Valley Country Club. Uh, Eagles led the field after all three rounds, finished in even par, second place team. Plus twenty one. That's wild. Beat the field by twenty one strokes. That's like uh,
3: that's like Tiger Woods, like in ninety seven at the Masters. Just whooping ass.
0: When is the
2: yeah. To the Top
3: Talk Tour again? <laughs> End of the month. <laughs> End of next month.
2: Twenty nine. You better get better get some ringers. I uh, I suggest you reach out to Bryce Wilkerson and Ryan Dupuis. How about your boy Thong? Um he uh, well, he hadn't been doing that great lately uh out of out of the guys that, that play in the tournaments um he's been you know in the fourth and fifth spot lately uh, i hope he can he has played very well in the past i hope he can kick his funk and, and get it going because we're beating the field by 21 with him struggling a little bit uh yeah. if he can get back on track could be absolutely dominant uh but speaking of Bryce wilkerson and ryan dupuy Uh, Both finished tied for third with total scores of 213 for the three-round tournament. Uh, The guys get a nice little break. Uh, They are going to be off until April 11th at this point. Uh, Softball is also in action this past week. Uh, Two midweek games at Arkansas Pine Bluff on the 16th were canceled due to weather, so that left the Lady Eagles with just a three-game Conference USA series at Mutsu in Murfreesboro. Friday the 18th through Sunday the 20th. Friday night, Golden Eagles lost 0-4. to Lady Eagles had five hits in that game but left all five runners on base. Just not a whole lot much more positive to report from that one. But they bounced back, even the Conference USA Series, with a 6-2 to win on Saturday. Hannah Borden and Destiny Brown both hit home runs in that game. Uh, Destiny Brown also got her 20th stolen base of the season and 101st of her career Mo Linestock picked up her 11th win of the year and uh, that also makes the Golden Eagles undefeated this season when hitting two or more home runs. So, uh <laughs> let's just smack a couple over the fence uh, every game ladies and, and get this train rolling. At the uh, un- yeah, at the bl- somebody needs to make that happen. How has that not happened already?
3: I'm driving uh, my best.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> we we need to start a full-on push for that. Uh, the, the softball complex needs to be the blade. That's, that's just Courtney blades field. Uh, call it the blade. That's, that's, you got the Pete and the blade. That's some cool stuff right there. Uh, anyway, uh, after that Saturday, win, uh, the lady Eagles fell in a nine inning heartbreaker to the lady blue Raiders, five to six, Tata Davis had three RBIs and Maria Smith hit a solo home run. But well, just wasn't enough. MTSU scored on a pass ball in the bottom of the ninth inning to put the Lady Eagles away and take the Conference USA series. Currently, Lady Eagles, Lady Eagles stand at eighteen and eleven, and one and five in Conference USA play. Next up, Wednesday, March the twenty-third at McNeese State, and then UAB and Hattiesburg Friday the twenty-fifth through Sunday the twenty-seventh. That Friday night game is at six o'clock. Saturday and Sunday are at one. Women's golf was also in action, and before we talk about that, I need some whiskey. My mouth gets dry. My sinuses and allergies have been acting up lately. <clears throat> I don't think so, you
3: can complain about that if you're not from Mississippi.
2: You Look, um, <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad in Mississippi. I'm not saying it's worse here, but it's not as hot. There's definitely just as much pollen, though. Hmm. There's uh, I, I'm going to get really sidetracked at this point before we get into women's golf. But so what? Let's do it. There's a like a 22 square mile lake that's like 10 minutes west of my house. Uh, it's called Jordan Lake. Big drinking rot- water reservoir, artificial lake. But uh, it's also a state park. So there's no construction on the shores. So it's just trees, you know, as far as the eye can see around this lake. In the springtime, when it's pollen season, I have literally been driving across the the road that goes across the middle of this lake, and watched clouds of pine tree pollen just drift up in the breeze, just giant thick yellow clouds that you can't see through. It's all it's not even bad here. The trees are just starting to bud out. There's flowers and stuff on the, on the, like the the Bradford pears, but already there's starting to get a little thin layer of pollen and that's when your boy Shane starts to die for like a month because <laughs> i'm allergic to everything under the sun people the grass trees flowers cats dogs milk flour eggs it all just makes me congested and mm. i don't i don't look forward to the first couple of weeks of spring it kills me not not whiskey uh, no whiskey helps whiskey helps it opens up the sinuses yeah, Breeze whiskey's fine. To me. Yeah, with the, oh,
3: the whiskey's fine.
2: You're drinking it wrong. I <laughs> uh, definitely devil. did not do that this weekend. Oh, well, that's that's Adam's new song. Yes. But just, yeah. I'm just All right.
3: I, I didn't do that.
2: I drank You didn't right. drink wrong, you drank yeah. right? With your, your puffy corn and your walk-offs and light shows and drinking be it before. right. Yeah.
3: And actually, I totally <laughs> forgot that we had to go see Adam on Friday at Bruce. Huh?
2: Nice. Yes. I remember um, most of it. I call that a successful Friday. <laughs> uh women's golf, back to women's golf. The ladies did not have quite as good a weekend as the gentlemen did. Finished 14 out of 16 teams. Um, I didn't even write down what tournament they were playing in. Uh it Chifuncte. was it, it was it was not Jefunc, it was in Arizona. I do remember that. Uh, but uh, Elena Melik shot the lowest 54 hole total of her career was a bright spot. She shot a 213 with scores of 72, 69, 72, so two par or two even pars and one 3 under. Very solid weekend for Elena. Uh good good rounds there. Uh you know we we didn't do well in this one, but the field did include 10 teams that were ranked in the top 50. So stout competition. Ladies get a chance to bounce back Sunday the 27th through Tuesday the 29th at the Chattanooga Classic at fire at the Council Fire Club in Chattanooga, Tennessee. On to tennis. Men's tennis uh, ended their hot street down in Orlando at the USTA National Tennis Campus. That's where they were playing those games we talked about last week or matches last week before Chad Dickens yells at me. Uh, I I said 6-0 or something, and he was like, zero is love in tennis. And I was like, I know (laughs) that. I've been drinking whiskey for 45 minutes at this point. Leave me alone. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so men's tennis. Uh, it had won a couple of matches down in Orlando. We're on a nice little street there. Friday, the 18th, fell 3-4 to four against St. Joseph in a hard-fought loss down in Orlando. Uh, Antoine Audrain, Shamaril, Sharil, won their doubles match 6-3, but the Eagles dropped the other two doubles matches and didn't win that point. Shereel uh, turned around and won his singles matches 6-love, 6-4. Christopher Cahour won 6-4, 6-4, and Audrain won his 7-6. With with a three in parentheses, which I don't know what that means. So somebody educate me. Um, I I assume that it went to like extended sets. Um, but then six three in, in the second set. Um, men are in action next Thursday, the 24th, versus Nichols, and then Saturday, the 26th, versus Jackson State, and then Sunday, the 27th, versus Mississippi Valley State. Busy weekend for the gentlemen. Ladies uh, were also in action last week, but were not in as much action as they were originally scheduled for. Matches against Missouri State and Florida A&M were canceled. They were able to play at South Alabama on Thursday the 17th. They did lose that 0-4. to four. Next up, Saturday the 26th versus Jackson State in Hattiesburg. Beach Volleyball made that trip through California that ended in San Luis Obispo uh, last week that we talked about uh, rough trip to Cali for the ladies. They fell zero to five to a group of top 20 programs Thursday, the 17th number 18 Pepperdine and then f- number 14 Long Beach state. And then Friday, the 18th two matches against number six, Loyola Marymount Sunday, the 20th first number 12 Cal Poly and number 10 Cal. Uh, they did, finally break out of the zero to five losses to Santa Clara but still fell two to three on the 20th uh, the third flight of Olivia Hepworth and Taylor Pierce uh, did win theirs uh, 21 to 11 19 21 and then 157 and then the fifth flight of Kai Norman and Valeria Sicadiu Papa Papa Kyra Kairaku, Kyra I'm, I'm just going to stop. She's going to be Siakidu from now on. Uh, but they won their point 21-18, 21-12. Uh, next up for the ladies doesn't happen until April the 1st. Uh, some sports that are about to kick off action. Outdoor season for the track program starts this week, Thursday the 24th through Saturday the 26th at the Texas Relay. And it's actually a Split squad week, because Friday the 25th, Saturday the 26th, also at the Al Schmidt Bulldog Relays in Start Bowl. Uh, Soccer is also going to play a few matches this spring. Uh, On the 14th, they announced a six-game spring schedule. Uh, That spring schedule included two matches on the 5th but there's no information about how those matches went. Uh, The first match was at William Carey, and the second match was versus West Florida at William Carey. Again, no info available on how those matches went. But four more matches over the course of the spring for the Lady Eagles on the 26th versus Mississippi College on the 2nd of April at South Alabama, the 9th of April at Ole Miss, and then rounding out the spring on April 14th at Pearl River. All right. Which I'm assuming that's Pearl River Community College. Um, we will see. I don't know of <laughs> Not another the actual river. river. They <laughs> are going to play the river in soccer. Um, <laughs> I would try to get the side that the current flows towards the goal that you're kicking into. Fair, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs this week?
3: Shout outs. We're already there.
2: We are. I'm, coming. I'm coming. All right. Well, oh, I, I oh, don't yeah. have I don't have many shout outs, so I can jump in while Bumps getting his yep. stuff together tonight. Uh, really, one shout out to uh, women's golf team member Icy Cockerham. Not only is she a member of the all time all name team, uh, Icy Cockerham is just an epic awesome name. But the poor thing had to hang out with Chad Dickens at uh, the golf tournament a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, Chad said that she's a a, a short in stature young lady but was like smashing her drives 280 yards uh so shout out to icy sorry that you had to suffer through hanging out with chad on the golf course uh we apologize for that
3: i want to give a shout out to a few people
2: um number one uh
3: cole donaldson uh, ran into him he came to the friday and saturday games this past weekend, I actually got to do an interview with him. I think we're going to run it on next week's show, so look for that. Good to catch up with Cole. Wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Trevor Ritchie. Um, Squints, uh, he is moving on from Big Gold Nation, but uh, he's been a good friend to, to to me and I think to the show. And um, He's a hell of a writer, so I'm sure he's got uh, big things in store for him. Give a shout-out to Margie Jepsen. Hmm. Hashtag Twitter mom. Uh, she came out. She's wearing her, her She had a blue uh, to the top talk shirt that she ordered off of T Public, and was sporting it at the game. Came out to the roost and said hi to me and Jay. You were you were there that, that day, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was cool. Always great to run into Margie, one of the biggest
2: Golden Eagle supporters out there. Hey, so hey, Marge. Yeah. Uh, our colors are black and gold. No,
3: no. You know, it, it had a black and gold to the top talk. The shirt was just blue.
0: So if you go on Tee Public, some mm-hmm. of the shirts I made it available where you can get different colors. So like if there's like breast cancer awareness or if it's like St. Patty's Day or anything like that, I made it so some of them you can get like a pink or a green or a blue shirt. Uh, that's one of the ones you can get just about every color in is, is so is our logo
2: shirt. So what is blue?
0: Um, it's just there. Blue is what
3: you are. I was like, if you, if you want to,
0: if you want to buy
3: basketball.
0: it, you know, if Da-ba-dee, you're a, da-ba-die. if you're a, like, let's say you're a tech fan, you're a big, just a tech fan, but you're a big fan of the show, then, you know, Oh, that's I, not w- going to happen. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's the demographic we're going for clearly with our, with our, our, our,
2: our creative marketing. So if you're a masochistic tech fan and you like to hear us talk crap about you constantly because you're, crappy and insignificant then uh yeah. If you're masochistic and you're from Ruston, You're probably a tech fan.
0: You're probably a tech fan. You're well, probably a Dykes.
3: I oh really liked Margie's shirt and I was really happy that she was wearing it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I have one now, more shout out before you go. Yeah, go ahead. My last shout out Colby Calco uh I used to play ball with him way back in the day. He saw the home run the lynch hit. I don't know if you saw me in the roost or in a picture that somebody took with me at Brewski's. I had like five people at Brewski's come up. They wanted to take a picture, not because of me, but because of, I had the Pete Taylor park magic shirt, the pillow design. Um, oh yeah. And the, the magic had like literally just happened. So, um, so everybody loved the shirt and wanted to take a picture. And anyway, he had thought to call me in years and he saw it and called me up and said, where can I get one? So I was able to give him the link and hopefully, you know, He ordered one.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I got to ditto the shout out to Trevor. Uh, You know, Trevor's uh, been here for a while. He was, I think, his first radio appearance was on this show. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to him. I'm sure he'll be announcing his new move very, very soon. Um, Man, I could shout out everybody that I ran into this weekend. It was so good to see everybody. I mean, everybody at the in the roost, everybody that uh, you know on the walk to and from the roost. Uh, just so many people that I could name, so I'm I'm not going to do that because I will leave a lot of people out. So I'm just going to say shout out to all of you that were uh, we're out at the peak this weekend. Sh- Sh- yeah, Shane, you want to uh, tell us what you got going on there?
2: Um, I do. I had some other comment that I was going to make, um, but I can't remember what it was. The turkey washed it away. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I just said I'm, I'm drinking wild turkey. Uh, Russell's reserve, uh, single barrel picks are, are my stuff. That's what I enjoy the most. It's all, uh, wild turkey single barrels selected by different groups. Uh, they usually run about eight to 10 years in age. Uh, but I did three different Russell's reserve wild turkey single barrels tonight. Uh, really when it comes to wild turkey, um, the the differences in the individual barrels have to do with what warehouse they were stored in. And so while Turkey has three different sites where they have aging warehouses, they've got their distillery campus uh, and then they've got two offsite warehouse complexes that they do. Uh, So depending on what, what warehouse it comes from, it it could be from any of those three campuses, but uh, drinking on uh, Oak and Cedar society, which is a uh, kind of a secretive uh, barrel picking group up here uh, from warehouse K floor four. And then uh, my friends at Bull City Bourbon Club and uh, a restaurant or not a restaurant, a bar in Durham, North Carolina called Alley 26, went together and did a pick of a warehouse F floor four. And then uh, anybody that's into whiskey uh, and especially wild turkey, A good follow is a a guy in South Carolina that goes by Rare Bird 101 is is a wild turkey historian is about to have his second book on wild turkey coming out that uh, I jumped in on the Kickstarter on the first book was amazing. Uh, so excited about seeing this one, but he did a pick with Justin house of bourbon in Kentucky, which is a warehouse S floor five. So uh, the, one of the reasons not to, to dr- go on and on about this, that I really like wild Turkey is because they have one bourbon recipe and one rye recipe, and they've been brewing the or distilling brewing and then distilling those same recipes for over 60 years, really. Um, So all the variations in their single barrels come from warehouse and floor. So it's really interesting to see how liquid that should be uh, ingredient wise and and process wise exactly the same can taste completely different because it was aged in a different building. Uh, So that's kind of my scientific process that I go through with these Russell's Reserve single barrel picks and why I like them so much.
0: I just um I was sipping on a single hose Dasani earlier and if you like <laughs> if you like your water with a higher pH uh, and a the probably the most sodium out of any water that you can find I recommend the the single hose Dasani. I think it well, comes like from I think it comes from a um you know a 2-year-old garden hose and possible. um
3: <laughs>
2: Uh, I know I probably speak for the lovely Melissa when I say this, but uh, we're glad you've consolidated to sucking on one hose.
3: <laughs> hey, now, oh, boy.
0: Here we go. Here we go. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We haven't, I haven't said this in a while. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Mist to the top.
1: Talk. Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you